to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was edit that one out. That didn't come out quite. There's no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. The one of birds with friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. Two birds with friends on a Tuesday evening. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia, Zach Berman here in your ears. And we had to come on for an emergency podcast. The Eagles making a big move, bringing back Richard Rogers. Zach, what do you think? Well, I, I think that they obviously needed a third tight end. And Richard Rogers is someone on the street who, who knows the offense. Uh, who's familiar with this with their special team strategies? Who is 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 those those very complicated special is, team strategies? Is comfortable in their tight end meeting room, um, and you know so <laughs> that and I, I guess if 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 you go this far, would uh, you could say he knows their week one opponent when there is some mystery about how they're going to look? I think that can be overrated, but overall they're they're guaranteeing you know, his, his salary by him being on the week one roster, you can say the roster maneuvering over the weekend, they should have kept Noah Tangiai. I'll listen there. I don't think Noah Tangiai was like this, this can't miss prospect, but nonetheless, they're in a situation here where they're committing themselves to Richard Rogers, which surprises me that they're committing the, the full year salary to him. Yeah. I mean, any team that is forced to commit themselves to Richard Rogers is in, is in bad shape. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts, but Sheila, I know that you have a lot to unload about on this topic. I think it's great. It's, it's real outside the box thinking this is a young guy, <laughs> uh, hasn't gotten a chance, but I think has surprised people in practice. These are the kinds of guys you want to take a shot on. He has some upside, a lot of upside. And so if he gets a chance to play, maybe you're getting like a nice young guy on a rookie contract who maybe he's your number two tight end. Uh, down the road if Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard isn't here. So uh, I think it's a tremendous job of roster building and uh, you, you know really trying to build those bottom spots of your roster with guys who can help you and have some upside. I know, like, I know that the reaction from the building would be like, I cannot believe you guys are so upset and hemming and hawing so much about the third tight end on this roster. Like, give us a break. But it is it is embarrassing that this is this this is. Uh... The, the position they have put themselves into having to bring back Richard Rogers and guarantee his contract, bringing him back for a third time when he has done absolutely nothing only because he knows the offense. Like as Sheila's saying, like have some new ideas here, please. Like, no, I wasn't who, saying that. I thought this was a great, uh, I'll tell you what I'm thinking inside my building is to, this is two minutes and 40 seconds too long of Richard Rogers well, talk to me. And this is not what I signed up for. And so uh, let's move on. Okay, that's fine. Well, you know, light tower power. They get the home run hitter back. Dick Rod's back in the building. Uh, I do think that I will close. The, I will close it. But I do think that this is uh, this is their penance, the cost they have to pay for making the mistake with Tangia. I think it was a mistake. I think they wanted Tangia by Tangia back, and now they have to just sort of uh, eat the bullet and 
pay Dick Rod. It's, it's, eat, eat the bullet, huh? Not not bite the bullet. Is this yeah. a new? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to you know. You're trying to come if up. If you're biting that? it, you're eating it, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Munch yeah. on the bullet. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, more importantly, this is a very exciting show. We have our I want to say fourth, maybe third annual NFL preseason extravaganza. <laughs> And, uh, boy, is this very exciting. We have a new format this year that I think you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, What we are going to do, this is the Spread Your Wins and Fly draft. And what we are going to do is we are looking at the DraftKings over-unders for all 32 teams, 31 not including the Eagles. And we are going to go in snake order, and we're going to just predict or or pick the over-unders that we like the best. And once a team is drafted, uh, another person cannot draft those teams, and so we're going to draft 30 teams. There will be one team who I guess we all feel is uh, two on the nose that we're not going to draft, but there is one extra twist, and that is that uh, other than your 10 picks, you also get two challenge flags that you can throw at any point, and that is if you want to bet the other way on an over-under that someone else drafted. So if Zach drafts the Giants over, and I want to take the Giants under, I can throw one of my two challenge flags. So you get you get two of those. So by the end of the draft, we will all have 12 teams that we're following this year, and the winner will be whoever has the most uh, victories of their over-unders. And uh, just for Dennis, who I'm sure is going to keep track of this, the tiebreaker will be combined delta of wins on your, on your correct bets. What, so what's on the line go. here? That's a good Pos- question. We're doing a little pastificios? Yeah, I think we got to. I mean, this, okay. is a, this is a serious endeavor, don't you think? Okay, we'll do some pasta fisios. Okay, uh, so. By the way, get- I, I'm also going to uh, add this wrinkle to it. Uh, I'm going to start the clock on uh, each team. And so we'll talk about each team for two minutes. That way we're not here, like uh, we're not like here, uh, we're not here all night. And then uh, we can move on to the next team. If we, you know, if we go a little bit over on a team that's really interesting, I think that's probably okay. But I will be cutting that time off from one of the terrible, irrelevant teams. Yeah, and the sense, reason but... it's important that, that we stay succinct tonight is because we are back tomorrow night for another podcast. And, oh, yeah. Let's and, talk about that. Yeah, that one will be on YouTube, 7 p.m. I, I, I believe tentatively we will promote that on some social media. But you'll be hearing a lot of us this week. We'll also be back Friday. So we don't need to go on for, for two and a half hours tonight. That's well, tomor- right. tomorrow is big. Tomorrow is the big Eagles preview season preview extravaganza now i know you're thinking you guys have been previewing the season nonstop for the last six months and uh i agree with you but uh you know my arm was twisted and so we're doing this we're doing it and and, uh (laughs) what you're thinking is true i don't even really know what the format of tomorrow's show is going to be so we'll have to figure something out i don't know what we're bringing new to the table but we'll figure something out we're going to come up with a nice nice format ideas yeah well i wouldn't go that far it'll probably Uh, have a bird pun in it uh, well, it's so that, I mean, that's literally the whole show. Every show, every segment has to. That's how the show works. Yeah, so that'll be 7 o'clock on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. We have been getting some nice reviews. For those of you who have been leaving the Apple Podcast reviews, good job. Bo, I think also last episode you said, like, you were giving the whole spiel, and you said, like, unsubscribe, un- unsubscribe but you never said resubscribe. <laughs> so uh, uh, I want to make sure people know you're supposed to unsubscribe and then resubscribe. You don't just do the first part there. Uh, that would be problematic. So thanks to those of you who are uh, helping us and to those of you who aren't, uh, you know what I think about you. All right. Uh, so as we prepare to get going, we need a draft order. And so we bring in 
our talented superstar producer, Marissa. <laughs> all right. So as we all know, earlier this week, the Eagles signed 41-year-old Josh McCown to the practice squad, mm. joining a lot of young talent fresh out of college on the Eagles practice squad. Well, it's been a long time since McCown was in college at SMU and Sam Houston State. So here's the question. How many touchdowns did Josh McCown have in his collegiate career? Ooh, combined. I like that. What a great question. Sam Sam Houston State. Love it. You know, I would love a Sam Houston State t-shirt. Okay. I'm great. sure Josh McCown will send you one. Okay. Yeah. If you ask Tim McMahon as your former partner, he'll hook you up. Well, yeah, that's got, true. He's got the hook. He's got the McCown yeah. hookup. Yeah. He's he's got twelve thousand dollars a week coming his way, right? Is that what it is? That's that true. Is. I will uh, say I'll go. I I can go first since I you know have no idea what it's going to be, and I don't mind going third in our draft. I will say he threw eighty what eighty three touchdowns in his career. Mm. I was going to go lower. I'm just like thinking that he had to transfer. Makes me think he wasn't getting as much playing time. I'm going to go 57. TJ Edwards. That that was good uh good thinking there. You're probably right. Zach. So, I'm going to apply game theory here cuz Listen. uh, is <laughs> listening, correct? Let's just go. Yeah, okay. go for it. Oh, so, the game theory would would mean I should be between 57 up uh, between 57 and, and 80, right? Not necessarily. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> no, that puts me. <laughs> I mean, no. It depends how many no, you yeah, actually think. How, how, if how if you think Bo is high, yeah. then yeah, you would say 56. Um, six. If you think I'm low, then you would say 84. <laughs> I mean, um, in between there is kind of like a crapshoot. Wait, no. So, so Bo was was fifty was fifty seven, right? Or you were fifty? You were. 56? I said fifty seven. Yeah. He's at fifty-seven. So all right, let's I, get out of this segment. I, I will on. go fifty-eight just to just to go one above. Oh, all right, okay. that's not bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. That's okay. a, that's what I meant. Yes. Okay, you want to know the answer? Mm-hmm. Fifty-nine. Whoa! Oh, wow! Nice job. I, I feel like I should say nice job, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. You got, wow. you got him. There. I was going based off Bo's pick. Okay. That's fantastic. All right, so Zach uh, Bo Maith, let's go. All right, well, very good guesses, Zach. You get to uh, you get to go first. Start us off the spread your wins and fly draft. We, we're all good on the rules, right? I don't love when the uh, lines don't have the half game because mm. because then you could push. You're worried about a push. Yes, nonetheless, yes, we'll yes, deal with that. All right, you're on the clock. I'm on the clock. So the one that jumped out to me the most was Pittsburgh at nine. Mm. I'm, I'm going over on Pittsburgh. Over on Pittsburgh. Okay, uh, so I, I view the. I don't know. Do you want me to just give my take on on Definitely these teams? The well, well, I feel like Zach. My... Do you have your own take to give first, and then? Or, or, yeah. Well, do I, you have anything beyond just you like the over? I mean, they're a, a, a consistent team, as 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 we've discussed during the offseason. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Last year, they were an eight win team without uh, quarterback play. Basically, you know, they were they were shuffling quarterbacks. I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger is going to be Patrick Mahomes, but he can provide stability there. Uh, they're another year removed from not having a, an Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell. They have uh, Fitzpatrick for the full year now. Uh, I think that team is is positioned to win 10, 11 games. Uh, worst offense in the league last year. You know, like you said, now Roethlisberger, 38 years old, coming off of elbow surgery. They did nothing to address their backup quarterback situation. So if Roethlisberger goes down, you know, I think it would be surprising if they won eight games again with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. They needed a league high 
38 takeaways last season to get to that point. But uh, I love their defense. They're loaded on defense. I think the supporting cast is good enough. If you want to be skeptical, four offensive starting offensive linemen, 30 years or older, I believe. But uh, I think the Steelers have a Super Bowl ceiling. I think in my power rankings, I had them in the top six or seven. And so uh, I will not be throwing my challenge flag here. Although I think I, I chose the under. Hmm. Or, or I can't remember. I think I might have had him at... Hmm. Uh, I might have had conflicting uh, predictions on that one. Well, you do. You are at a dis. I mean, you're at an advantage because you've been paying attention to all this stuff, but you are at a disadvantage draft board wise because you literally posted an article that was basically what your draft board for this would be. Although I think I've changed some opinions because today okay. were my official uh, record predictions. All right, two minutes okay. is up. Uh, okay. Uh, I the I also agree that the Steelers. I would have taken the over. They were actually number three on my big board. So a good. Uh, wow. Pick really. By, by Zach there. Yep. Um, I, uh, I have two picks that I really like at one, two, and both are in your top tier shield. So I have to think which one you're less likely to go with here, but I am going to go with the new Orleans saints over 10.5. Um, I think this is a, uh, a team that does very well in the regular season. Always they're, they're pretty high on shields continuity rankings. Uh, they've got just an absolutely dynamic offensive weapon in Taysom Hill who can do you know anything you want with the ball in his hands, and uh, you know they're I think they're a team that when they collapse it's in the playoffs. I think uh, I think they're a pretty safe bet to go over ten and a half. I'm taking the Saints. Weird situation down there where Malcolm Jenkins was like not part, not at training camp. Yeah, what's like, the deal? I don't know. I need to, I need some more reporting on that. I don't know what was going on uh, down there. Uh, I think they're you know they have one of the most talented rosters in the league. They've gone twenty six and six over the last two seasons. Uh, yeah. So if you think continuity matters in this off season, then you you know I have the Saints going to the uh, Super Bowl uh, somewhat reluctantly, but. Any one of these years, Drew Brees really could uh, could completely fall off and face steep decline. And they do have a, an old roster. I mean, this is a veteran roster. So if some of those 30-plus guys get uh, hit with injury, then maybe they take a step back. But uh, with Jameis, you know, Jameis Winston's not great. But if Brees goes down for six games, you would think he could keep them afloat. So I think that's a good pick. And this is, uh, you know, all of these, like, you know, uh, records in close games and adjusted games lost and uh, strength of schedule, all that stuff is baked in here to the predictions. But um, those some of those things are looking their way. And the one thing that I like is, like, the, the delta between how they performed in takeaways last year and how they were on defense. Like, is there some positive defensive takeaway regression coming? And they have a little bit of that. So one small thing. Okay, good. Good timing. You are up. All right, I'm up. Oh, so I get to du- double up here, huh? You do. Uh, I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's okay. eleven. It's a it's a big number. It's a big Ele- number. Eleven and a half. So you got to go twelve and four to uh, go over here. However, if you look at their numbers from last year, like all the typical stuff you would find to be lucky about a team that wins the Super Bowl, uh, they did not benefit from last year. Whether it was injury luck or fumble luck or red zone efficiency, they were mediocre, below average in all those categories. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, missed three games. He was hobbled for a number of other games. And so uh, this was not like a great regular season team last year. And so if uh, if Mahomes is healthy with the group they have, they return his top five pass catchers. Uh, I just feel like they, you know, I think about four teams a year win 12 games or more. And I feel like I really like them uh, in that group. So I, I will go with the Chiefs. Yeah, it's they, just... pick, they were tied for my number one. Ooh, interesting. Okay. It's just such a high number. Um, I mean, I'm with I'm I'm not betting against the Chiefs either, but you know, 
one 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 uh, injury and it could drop him. You know, eleven wins is still a good season. But in our ath- athletic uh, company wide predictions or or staff wide predictions, I I had them repeating as Super Bowl champs. Well, you got to save that for the end. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and and you and you no editing cor- correctly predicted them to win the Super Bowl last year. So oh, kudos nice to you, Zach. Okay. Uh, I don't need the rest of my time for that. I will go with my next pick. Uh, I am going to go with the Cincinnati mm. Bengals and the over. Uh, so they have, they, they are at over five, five and a half. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. They are, they are at five and a half. Uh, I did some math over the last 20 years. There have been uh, 25 teams who have won two games or fewer. And on average, they win four more games the next season. And I think the Bengals can do much better than that. This was a team that was 0-8 in one possession games last year. So they were not as bad as that 2-14 record indicated. They get 2019 first-round pick Jonah Williams, left tackle, back healthy. They get A.J. Green back. He did not play at all last year. And I am uh, driving the Joe Burrow bandwagon. I am all in. I am not saying you need you need to look at this guy to figure it out. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be fantastic. By the end of the season, he's going to be viewed as like one of the top three, four assets in the entire Ooh, NFL. Just so like I, Baker Mayfield. So two I've years got, ago. Well, I've got. Well, I, I no, I wasn't <laughs> bullish on Baker Mayfield coming out of college. No, I no, think, I meant, I meant oh. the league viewed him highly after his rookie year. Oh, correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I like that. I like the Bengals. I had the over two. They were highly ranked for me as well. My other, my extra note for uh, the Bengals. Shout out to. Special teams coordinator Darren Simmons for the Bengals. This team was 29th in DVOA on offense, 30th in DVOA on defense, not like hit hard by injuries, terrible depth, and they finished first in special teams DVOA. Mm. What a performance. Is that that a minority head coaching candidate? I don't know who that is. He's 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 a crusty old white guy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know the adjective there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, right. On that note, Bo, you're up. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm up, and uh, we've got four picks so far, four overs. It's time mm. for us to uh, get a little hate on. Okay. And my other team, this is the other team I had at my top two, so I'm happy to get my top two picks. The New York Football Jets, mm. under six and a half. Uh, first of all, you know we want them to have as bad a season as possible to free up Marissa. For as many podcasts for us, because uh, her Jets duties, if they're having a terrible season, I'm sure no one's going to want to listen to that podcast. Uh, but they were, you know, they were bad last year and they were hit hard by injuries, but they were five and one in one score games. Um, and I just, you know, they've got the third hardest schedule this year. And I just like Adam Gase year two, you know, he's already barking with all these people. Uh, the talent on defense is awful. I just I, I think this is going to be a very bad team. I know they get to play in a pretty bad division, but um, I think the wheels are coming off for Adam Gase, and I think that's probably good for Joe Douglas. I think he probably gets to keep control after this year and hire a new head coach. Uh, I, I think he's counting down until uh, week, <laughs> week 17 is over so that he can get them going in the right direction. It's the uh, second season of Adam Gase. It feels like it's like the seventh season <laughs> of it? Adam Gase. Because uh, he always stays in the division. Yeah, no, they are uh, they are garbanzo beans. I think that is a uh, that is a good pick that I like. That roster is just absolutely brutal. I mean, no talent anywhere you look. So uh, I think they will stink. They'll move on from Adam Gase, and then uh, we'll see what uh, Joey Douglas can do after that. I agree with all those those sentiments. I thought Joe Douglas was going to 
uh, do more in, in, in terms of like established players on that offensive line. You know, they had money to spend and in free agency, he went for more kind of like, like mid-level band-aid types. And, and that surprised me. I, I know it wasn't a great free agent class for offensive linemen, but I, I thought the first thing Joe would address was the offensive line. I like what they did in the first round, but still think they have some holes there as well. I think I had, it was smart. I, I think he didn't want to tie himself to long-term bad contracts when he really didn't know what this year was going to look like and how long this coach was going to be here. All right, two minutes I, up. I had very quickly uh, looked at their roster today and started laughing because I forgot they now have Joe Flacco. There you go. Which is very funny. Go ahead. Burmo. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going on the low end as well, and I am going under on Jacksonville. Now, four and a half mm, is, not a, is not a big number. So – you know, Doug Marone, uh, you know, the former Syracuse head, head coach, uh, uh, he could try to kind of twist his way into a few wins there. But I will say that they've done, at least from the outside looking in, so much to position themselves to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so, or whatever quarterback, you know, if it's if it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Uh, I, I I just think that that roster is not great. Um, guard in at at quarterback with uh, Gardner Minshew, he he did have his his moments last year, but not sold there. They do have some weapons, and I obviously like Chenault coming out of the draft, uh, but that's a team that I'm going under with. An embarrassment of a franchise. <laughs> I mean, six wins or fewer in eight of nine seasons in a league that if you stink, you get a great shot to get a good player. And so to be that bad for that long is embarrassing. They should have cleaned house at the end of last year when they got rid of Tom Coughlin. They did not do that. I don't think they know what they're doing as an organization. They actually have some nice draft capital. You know, if they stink this year, they've got their pick. They've got the Rams pick. They've got what the Vikings second round pick. Mm -hmm. And so they, they have a lot of draft capital to work with, but uh, I don't trust them at all. You know, At first, I thought about throwing a challenge flag here because, like, four like and a half, yeah. Their their quarterback is not he's not the worst quarterback in the league. You know, he's no. he's below average, but he's probably like somewhere in the twenties. And so, normally, these teams that win four games, their quarterback situation is just horrible. However, if you look at it on average, four to five teams win four games or fewer. Mm. So uh, they feel like one of the worst four or five teams for sure. So and, I, I, I would take the under. And they're a team that is, you know, incentivized to lose, as, as yes. Zach talked about. Um, I mean, Dave Caldwell, that performance is just so bad. My, the only angle I think he can I can think of that he's playing is to be a part of the next pandemic's NFL competition committee, which, you know, this one is filled with a bunch of failed GMs. I feel like Dave Caldwell is trying to be the next – uh, you know, Rick Smith or Charlie Casserly. Oh, Rick Smith. Come on. That's a low blow. He does not belong in there. I mean, the, that the Texans, the former Texans GM. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. He's not that bad. He, 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 he did some good things there. Dan Pompey right. wrote that heartwarming story about him. My gosh, this okay, is like, this right. is like Zach taking a shot at, uh, who was the guy? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, Matt Mellon. I mean, you guys are even heartless. Yeah, these but Zach, is, Zach at least, Zach at least mean, you can trust is reading those stories. Uh, you, you can't expect yeah. me to be reading all of those uh, things. Yeah, these guys go through human tra- tragedies, and you two are just crushing them. Uh, <laughs> Who's Rick the? Smith, Matt Mellon, I stand by okay. you. All right. Uh, now, Zach, you get now, another pick. Now, Charlie Castle. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, that's, of course, the great Bill Belichick quote. <laughs> who's been wrong more than Charlie Casserly. <laughs> that, that was a classic one. All right, who's up? 
Yeah, so I I am up again, and uh, I, Wait, I like. Am I up? You're up again. No, 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 Zach's up. Yeah, because oh, we're snaking, okay. right? Oh, yeah, you got a ways to go, Shield. Okay. <laughs> so I am gonna go with with Baltimore over eleven, mm. and Ooh. this was a little tough for me. Because yeah, I have this as a stay away. But they ahead. might put. Yeah, they might push, but um, you know, I and it's it's tough to pick over for two teams in the same division because you know. There's there's going to be losses there, obviously, uh, but I just thought what they did last year uh, was was just the beginning. I, I I don't think it was a fluke. I think they have a really good roster. I think they have an outstanding coaching staff. I I like what they did in the draft this year, um, and and so it's not as much me betting on the number as it is betting on the team, if that makes sense. I think that makes sense, and I th- I I think of the uh, of the Ravens like a team that I expect to be not quite as good in the regular season as last year, but I, I think they will be, uh, you know, ready to make their mark in the playoffs. That's sort of how I feel about them. That's why I, I stay away from 11, but I like to bet on the team. It's a, it's a big number for sure. Scares me a little bit uh, with them. Obviously the bizarre Earl Thomas situation in the summer. So they've got a hole to fill there at safety. Uh, the, you know, the offense statistically probably can't be as good as it was last year, but I mean, they were 14 and two last year. They returned 10 of 11 starters on offense. Their front seven on defense is a lot better than it was last year. Got Calais Campbell drafted Patrick queen. Uh, so I, I just think, yeah, you look at Lamar Jackson, the coaching staff, and uh, I think they have a they have the fourth easiest schedule. So uh, I would also take the over there. All right. All right. I'm up, and uh, I will take our first NFC East team. And I'm oh. looking at the Dallas Cowboys, nine and a half, and I'm taking the over. Oh, how interesting! I thought you were I thought you were gonna play to your fan base here. Mm, well, listen, I think that Mike McCarthy has a blow up coming, and I think. Uh, the the Dallas disaster has to come after a first place in the division playoff loss, but mm-hmm. uh, nine and five see like a ten win seems pretty easily attainable for this team to me. Zero uh, and five in one score games last year. I think they've got some turnover regression coming. Uh, you know, as as you hear Shield talk about anytime he's on a podcast, it's all about uh, which <laughs> offense. No, no, but this is not this is not a, a knock on you. Uh, it's true. You know, you, you, you bet on the good offenses. This has the potential to be a top five, top three offense. They add CD lamb who we were yelling for the Eagles to trade up for. Um, uh, you know, their, their special teams was terrible last year. I think there's some, you know, they, they can't be any worse there than they were. And, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy's not great. I don't think he's very good, but you know, Jason Garrett wasn't good either. And they have the continuity with Kellen Moore. I think, I think, uh, 10, 11, 12 wins is, is, you know, sort of, Stealing, wow. stealing money for the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, I, too, very much like the over. I thought you were going to reference. I feel like I've made the joke on, like, seven podcasts that Kellen Moore is going to unplug Mike McCarthy's headset <laughs> yeah. uh, as he's calling plays. It's a good, it's a good, it's joke. A good joke. Yeah, yeah, right? I thought it was a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're loaded on offense yeah. just talent-wise. I mean, wide receiver, run game, offensive line quarterback like you would really and they have the same play callers last year they were second in offensive efficiency so uh i have questions about the defense i have questions about the head coach but if mike mccarthy if he just like does press conferences goes for it on fourth down and maybe like whispers to kellen moore on occasion to throw the football a little more 
Like that is really all you need from him. If he now, if he tries to do more, because you know how these play callers are. I mean, we've seen it. Like, there's nothing Doug Peterson likes more than calling plays, and a lot of these offensive coaches are like that. So I do wonder if the offense isn't clicking in the first three, four games of the season. Does Mike McCarthy get a little, uh, you know, a little itchy and say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that play sheet back"? I think that could really torpedo their season, and I think that's something that is uh, in play. But I, I also like the over there. I think that's well said. And you've also got Dak playing in the, you know, the ultimate contract year. Yes. Which, yeah, going to cost him some money. Okay. Yeah. All right. Off to your uh, your turn here. Shield. I mean, really, you, you know, I I left this this team for you guys just so I wouldn't play to my brand and the stereotype and all these different t- things, but I can't believe no one's taken them yet. Uh, I'm taking the fight in Frank Reich's here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to let you have them. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wanted someone else to take them. I, I was thinking about taking them at the last turn. Uh, nine wins is the number. They have the easiest projected schedule in the NFL. Uh, I think they're going to benefit from that. They've got a good offensive line. I don't think Phillip Rivers is quite cooked. You know, I don't think he's great, but I think he'll give them better play than they had last year. They add DeForest Buckner on defense. I have big questions about their secondary, but I think if you can get a healthier T.Y. Hilton, that that, uh, that offense really has a chance. And uh, I've got them winning that division, I believe, at 10-6. and six. Well, I mean, 10-6, and six, that's only one over. This is your third pick. It's a, it's a pretty narrow margin. Uh, listen, the the betting market is, yeah, well. is is pretty efficient, where they get they get, yeah, <laughs> they get pretty close to these yeah, numbers. So like, rare in a lot of these. Yeah, some of them, these teams are not going to be winning by like three, four <laughs> wins in most cases. So uh, yeah, I feel good about. I also like that it's not nine and a half. You know, so uh, yeah. I play I play scared in re- really everything I do, and so uh, you get the push here if they would not. It's funny you say that. I was thinking the same thing with the Ravens as well. You know, like I was like, if that had a half on it, that'd be a little tougher. <laughs> So okay, uh, so you, uh, yeah, I don't have much to add on the on the Colts other than you know I look forward to uh, Noah Becker's tweets to you all season long whenever Frank mm-hmm. Reich you know punts on fourth and four. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 very curious to see how the, how the wide receivers look there this year because that was an area that they clearly need to focus on. Frank Reich, as we said, was smitten with um, with Michael Pittman in the. Yeah, I'm excited to root against Michael Pittman. Um, no offense to him. And then Paris Campbell, someone who, admittedly, I I thought that uh, he was a real good prospect for the Eagles two years ago, had an, had a, a down year as as a rookie. Curious to see how he looks. Obviously, they still have have uh, T. Y. Hilton there, but that's going to be a, a a big part of if they can hit the over. I think is how those skill guys look. Okay. okay. My second pick, I'm tempted by two unders here. Which one of these should I take? Uh, you know what? L- let's go big. You know, I I think uh, I think this will curry me some uh, favor oh, no. with the fans. I hope you're not and, doing that. Go ahead. And I'm going to go under on the New England Patriots. Ooh, okay. Nine, nine and a half wins. This is a garbanzo. Oh, I have, I have eight and a half here from oh, DraftKings. Oh, oh, did it go down? I think it might have gone down. Oh, all right. Well, then can I can I change that or do I have to take it? You guys tell you me. Can, uh, you can you can give yourself a second to rethink. Ooh, As I, see, and I'll double check on DraftKings. Mm, the other team I was going to take though that you know what I, I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, I'll just stick. With, okay. I'll stick with them. Yeah, I'm I'm not scared of your <laughs> I'm not scared of your half win. Here, you know, I guess more likely for a push, but uh, I look at this and I can't believe people are excited about this team. I mean, 
Cam Newton coming in in the summer, 31 years old, coming off a pair of shoulder surgeries and a foot injury, playing with a absolutely garbanzo bean supporting cast with 34-year-old Julian Edelman. They cut Mohamed Sanu. They got nothing from Nikhil Harry last year. We didn't. This podcast did not like Nikhil Harry as a prospect coming out of college. So I'm not thinking that he's gonna, you know, all of a sudden turn into a great player in his second year. Sony Michelle stinks. They lost their offensive line coach from a year ago. The right tackle opted out. I see no scenario where this is a, like, I think mediocre is the ceiling for this offense. I mean, Josh McDaniels gets all this hype. Really put me with, uh, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and I think I could probably produce a, a pretty mm. good offense. And, you know, the, the guy doesn't want to take any head coaching jobs anywhere else. Come on, go away from home. He's like he's like the kid living with his parents till he's 35. Go, do something. Do something by yourself. Well, he went, yeah, uh, he went to college for one year and then, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then came back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't like it, and now he's just living at home forever. <laughs> take another shot. Defensively, they got decimated, by, by opt-outs. And so opt-outs, free agency, uh, you know, there's this thought that they always have a good defense. It's not the case. They did not have, I think, a top 10 defense for like 15 straight seasons prior to last year. It was something crazy like that. Uh, so they're always, you know, good schematically. You fear going up against, uh, you know, picking against sort of Bill Belichick here. But uh, I just think like the the Belichick factor is baked in to the win total. I liked it more at nine and a half, but uh, I'll stick with it at nine. Under. Eight, eight and a half, just uh, a half oh, eight more. And a half. Eight, eight and a half, yeah, uh, uh-huh. which is just a half more than the number of captains they have. Eight captains. That's garbanzo beans. If you've got eight captains, you got none. 15% of the roster is a captain. That's what I always say. Ridiculous. If you check my reading list right now, it's <laughs> Dynasty by Jeff Benedict. Uh, and I, I, I can't wait to dig into that and give you guys some nuggets on Bill Belichick. But uh, I can't wait for that either. In, in all seriousness, um, that one had to stay away from me. I was trying to avoid that just because I don't know how the Patriots are going to look this year. All right. Well, that's a good transition. Because uh, I was waiting, I, I have this one higher on my board, but I skipped over it because I was hoping that someone else was going to take it and I could throw a challenge flag. But I am going the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under nine and a half. Mm. This to me is screaming very obviously as the self-congratulatory team of the offseason like the Browns were last year. Uh, you know, they're going out, they're bringing in all these, oh, these guys just really want to play with Tom. They had to come to, to to Tampa to play with Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. The you know the corpse of Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we're we're betting on a a forty something year old guy divorced from his uh, structure where he was for so long, and he's he. Oh, thinks I thought that, you were getting personal. He, well, no, well, I'll get to that later. Oh, uh, you will know, get to gets, that later. And, and he, he this he thinks this is like summer camp where he, he gets to just uh, go have fun and it's all going to be easy. I think we're going to learn this season that both the Patriots and uh, Brady were better off with each other, and they're both going to have uh, down seasons. Uh, there's so much gassing up about this defense, which was awesome last year, but you know we talk about defense is not super sticky. There's no guarantee they're going to be as good as they were last year. They were the second healthiest team in the NFL last year. Um, I just I think uh, you know Shaq Barrett who was so good last year but that was sort of a, a pop-up season for him. I, I don't think you can expect him to to be quite as dominant as he was last year. Uh I just I think this team to me is is very very overrated. They have done absolutely nothing to prove that they can be this good other than they don't have a, an interception machine at quarterback anymore. So 
Uh, give me the Bucks under, and I get to root against Tom Brady all season. Fantastic. The one counter I will make to what you said, and I, I think what you said does have validity, is 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 you compared them to the Browns last year. Uh, you were on 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 record really questioning the the Browns coach, you know, Freddie Kitchens That's last true. year, and, and I think that the the coaching staff here with Bruce Arians with Todd Bowles, there's just more stability, more reason to trust that staff than what the Browns had a year ago. That's a fair point. And at the same time, the Browns didn't have a, uh, you know, snake oil Huxman at quarterback, uh, uh, you know, selling uh, ridiculous things at quarterback. So I feel good about that. I'm not going to throw the challenge flag. Zach, are you mm. throwing the challenge flag on I'm, this? I'm not throwing the challenge flag here either. Okay. Yeah. I okay. did have them down for the over. Uh, I think I have them at 10 wins. I think they're talented. I think it'll be a different world for Brady throwing to Godwin and Evans and O.J. Howard than it was to the these guys he was throwing to last year. I think, uh, you know, Arians, like Zach said, I like an Arians. Uh, I like their talent in their defensive front seven. You do make a good point, though, there, Bo, about how just because the defense was good last year doesn't mean it's going to be good this year. And they have real questions in the secondary. They didn't do anything at cornerback. They've got all their starting corners are 23 or younger, and they're basically just counting on them to improve. So there is a path where that, that secondary really gets exposed. And let me just say, uh, logistically, uh, two people are allowed to throw their challenge flag on the same uh, play if they would like to. Okay. Okay, Zach, you get your uh, back-to-backers. Yeah, so I, I will go over on, on the Buffalo Bills. Eight and a half is their okay. number. And I don't do it, like, in, in, in love with that team. But someone's got to win the AFC East this year. So if, if we don't know what's going on with the Patriots, if, if, if that's an unknown, I think the Bills are a team that has a good roster, that has a real good coaching staff. Uh, and don't love the quarterback, but I, I, I think with a strong arm, with a strong armed quarterback, they're doing what you should do, which is you know they got Diggs, someone who can stretch the field. Um, that defense is is really consistent. I don't think they're like a Super Bowl contender, but I do think there's some wiggle room above that eight and a half. And that was nine when I did my uh, oh. my projection. So both the Bills and the Patriots numbers have come down. I've got the over as well, although I would say they kind of feel like the Browns of this year. I feel like they've gotten a lot of preseason sure. buzz, you know, and it is a very good roster. they did something last year. They did. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, if you take away quarter, if you took away quarterbacks from every team, I think this is probably like a top five roster. Sure, in, yeah, top, in the yeah, NFL. top three even maybe. Yeah. I mean, they are, yeah, they have a lot of talent. They have a defensive system that everybody knows. They return four or five offensive linemen. You you know, uh, this podcast loved a John Brown a couple mm. off seasons ago, right? We were yeah, pushing we for the Eagles instead to sign a John Brown yeah. instead of Mike Wallace, and man, that would have looked good because that guy is outstanding. Uh, so I, I think they I, got I a love great wide receivers coach in Chad Hall. That's right. He, boy, he's going to have his hands full this, this year. Uh, with well, Josh remember, Allen it, it was funny sailing the ball he, over. He, he almost had Antonio Brown, remember? So. Yeah, right. They, they have a lot of faith in that guy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, Zach. I just I feel like um, I don't love the Bills either, but I certainly like them more than the other teams in that division. Um, yeah. And you, you sort of expect that the talent, even though – the quarterback as a question has to has to rise to the top and and you know I, I like to bet on teams who it feels like are building things uh you know the right way with a plan and it seems like they're doing that at least aside from the quarterback 
So I'm I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm I'm not gonna stick to my board. I'm gonna go a few Ooh, notches below. I love when this happens because I I don't feel like well <laughs> well. Shield, let's make sure that we both text Jack good pick after this. <laughs> <laughs> love that I, pick. We're about to take him. <laughs> I just don't want to keep pounding the over. You know, like I, you know, I, I I my board here is crowded with overs. And well, you're three three to one. It's not too terrible. Yeah, but if if I pick an over here, it's four to one. You know. Okay, that's true. So so that's so I'm I'm gonna go under on the Denver Broncos. Ooh, and good one. I'm doing that one. I understand the way Drew Locke finished the season last year, and I am very intrigued by by the offense because I, I like their receivers. You know, they have uh, they have two solid backs, but they don't have a great offensive line, number one. Um, I'm, I don't know if, if we're allowed to do this or not, but during this pod I saw on Twitter <laughs> that Von Miller uh, went down at practice today. There's oh, yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, get you better get this wager in before that line yeah, moves. Yeah, there's some concern there. Uh, so for that, and it's also it's it's a division that has an absolute heavyweight in it. So that might be two losses right there. Now that is that is a zebra playing to win right there. He he strays from his board. <laughs> I, I mean, Mar- Marissa dropped it into our Slack here. Oh, I didn't Va- see that. Von Miller uh, suffered a lower leg. I made a fair game for everybody. That's I think good. That's true. Message, You're right. So. You're right. Uh, Von Miller suffered a lower leg injury in practice uh, per NFL Network. Fear is that he's done for the season. Uh, so you know, I, you know, I, I was with you, Zach, though even before that, uh, because I feel like. Uh, their offensive line is a question mark. Uh, Pat Shermer, I mean, people are excited about this guy going to Denver and calling plays. I don't really understand that. And uh, Drew Locke, I mean, 172 pass plays last year, and they're just going all in on Drew Locke. So I, I feel like that's much more of a question mark uh, than many Broncos fans do. Love, I love that out of ZB. Stepping on the throat, fantastic job. Thank you. Uh, all right, it's to me, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't have much else to to add to uh, the Broncos discussion except that they have a, a huge upgraded offensive coordinator, of course, Rich Gangarello to Pat Shermer. Yeah, I just said you weren't listening when I just talked about Pat Shermer. I guess you're that's, right. That's my job. Yeah, not to that's listen. true. Uh, okay, I think it was a good um, example of our worldviews too that you and Shiel were over-indexed on overs, and I was uh, over-indexed on <laughs> unders, but nevertheless. I'm going to go with uh, another under. And uh, this is this one's personal to me. Um, you know, when there is a geriatric receiver on a team who uh, name searches so much on Twitter that they then reach oh. out to the, uh, to the writer who was not really talking about that person in any way and says, F-U-K-U, um, and then just, you know, six on the, his, uh, his fan base to that person. I'm going to take that personally. And to me, the Atlanta Falcons at seven and five have the stink of Andy Reid in two thousand. Uh, what was it, twelve? Yes. Where uh, you know they have the dead cat bounce at the end of the dream team season, finish okay. So the owner decides he's going to give this coach one more chance. You bring the gang back together, and it's just uh, dead on arrival all season long. I like Julio Jones. I like Matt Ryan, but uh, this team to me is. Uh, ready to turn things over and seven and five the under i like a lot and again i like that it's uh it's personal and they also have the hardest strength of schedule in football so seven and five under i, I like it 
Now that did stem from you calling Calvin Ridley a bust, didn't it? I mean, you, it it's did, not yes. like you, you you didn't do any. I mean, you were really painting an innocent picture. Uh, well, of here's how it there. started. I I put him in the bust category, <laughs> which was just you know never had a thousand yard season yet, um, and all these Falcons fans got very upset and very angry. So then, obviously, if they're gonna get upset, I'm gonna roll with the joke, and then all of a sudden he becomes as big of a bust as there has ever been, and I don't think he's ever gonna have a thousand yard season because his career is winding down. He's an old man. It does not sound like you to keep rolling with the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think you have the right read on this. I mean, Dirt Cutter has had four opportunities to to call plays for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones uh, involved offense, and they've never been better than 10th in offensive efficiency. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan's there, and they look like one of the best offenses in the NFL. They didn't do enough to address their offensive line. They made a bizarre Todd Gurley signing. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think they have a lot of great players on this team and they don't have coaches who are going to maximize the talent of the players they do have. So yeah, that to me looks like, uh, you know, a sucker's bet would be to take the over and I think it's a sinking ship, but maybe Z Berm disagrees and wants to throw a challenge flag. I don't, um, mm, because okay. I, I do think that's a team that has offensive firepower, you know, so when you have an MVP caliber quarterback and the, and the guy who I think is the best receiver in the NFL, you have a chance to turn it on. Wait, they wait, they traded for Jamison Crowder? <laughs> I've always been a Julio guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, uh, there is – like like when the coach gets that, that one more year spot or that, that one more year endorsement, um, you know, you, you obviously have Tom Coughlin in, in 2008. But it can also go like Andy Reid in 2012. So I, I'm staying away from that one. Okay. Uh, I am up. I, I can't believe Bo didn't uh, take this one yet. I thought for sure I was going to lose this one to Bo. I'm going under, and, and this line has moved too, looking at your DraftKings spreadsheet. So I'm getting screwed by some of these uh, this line movement. I did not prepare at all for this podcast. Yeah, I, sent I, you li- the, I did, you know, I mean, unlike, I literally, me, unlike listen, me though, I sent the spreadsheet ahead of time. I literally wrote an article about this. I did not think I needed to prepare yeah, for this podcast. That's fair. So, so I had the Los Angeles Rams under eight and a half. It mm. looks like the number here is eight. Uh, I'll still take the under here. I mean, you look at this team, and defensively, they have two fantastic players, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but Sean McVay points the finger at Wade Phillips after last year, even though the defense is ninth in efficiency last year. He says, Wade, get out of here. I'm bringing on this first-time coordinator, Brandon Staley, and he thinks this guy's going to coach the defense better than Wade Phillips. Maybe maybe he found himself a great up-and-comer, but I'm certainly not going to gamble on that, especially when you look at what they lost on defense. I mean, Corey Littleton, uh, Dante Fowler, Nickel Roby Coleman. Uh, so they lost a bunch of guys on defense. Top it's not a very talented group other than those two guys. So I think this defense has a chance to be really bad. And then offensively, I mean, we know the deal with Jared Goff. If the situation is great around him, he can make some plays. You can win some games with him. If it's not, he's going to look bad. He's not going to look good under pressure. They did nothing to address their offensive line. And so uh, I think this is an overrated team. I don't think they're going to bounce back into form that they were in uh, two years ago. I think they're going to be worse than they were last season. And I've got them under eight and a half. You said pretty much everything I would have said. Melvin quarterback, egomaniacal head coach, and uh, you don't you don't deserve to uh, improve after you know getting rid of Wade Phillips. So uh, you know, eight wins is a little bit dicey, but but I respect the, I respect the play. 
Now, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. For some reason, Wade Phillips has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> I, I've sent this to you guys, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, really have no idea. I did a search for when I've mentioned Wade Phillips. I had one tweet that said it was really a complimentary tweet about Doug Peterson saying, like, you know, all these points he put up against Wade Phillips and Bill Belichick. But it was like, you know, two of these great defensive coaches. I love Wade Phillips. Mm. If anyone has a Wade Phillips connection, please. Have him unblock me. I can't take this. I don't think I'm blocked by many people. And for one of them to be Wade Phillips, uh, listen, it keeps me up at night. So uh, I I would like to get unblocked by him. All right. My second one, and then uh, maybe we get to a word from our sponsors there, uh, Bo, after this one, since I think we're about halfway. Let's see. We've picked everyone from my top tier, so good job. We're halfway through this draft, and no challenge flags have been thrown yet. Yeah, we got to start throwing them. All right, we went through a couple here. We went through third one. Ooh, I don't love that one. I don't love that one. All right, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take this one. Uh, I'm going to go under. Maybe you guys will throw a challenge flag here. Under on the other Los Angeles team. Mm. Listen. I love Los Angeles. Bo and I had a nice, nice night out there in Santa Monica the last time. Uh, Fantastic. La- last time we were there, very fun night. Some uh, some dive bar where they filmed some show on Amazon Prime. Which yeah. Which still forget. Which yeah, show? You know, whatever the Billy Bob Thornton show is. All right. Yeah. Unless unless like a drunk guy was lying to Bo, which is entirely <laughs> well, entirely, and there were some drunk people possible. in there. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's right. Uh, <laughs> including maybe two hosts of the show. <laughs> All right, so I'm going under on the Chargers. I mean, I think they made a mistake. I think they let Phillip Rivers go a year too early when you look at everything you else You love they a did. Rivers. No, I don't love a Rivers, but they signed three free agents who are 30 years or older, and they have like a pretty good roster where if you have a good quarterback, I would definitely be talking about them as a playoff team. Instead, they're going with Terod Taylor, and they think they're going to reenact the Baltimore Ravens offense, even though they don't have Greg Roman. They don't have Lamar Jackson. Defensively, they lose Derwin James uh, for the season. Gus Bradley, I feel is they've just underperformed their talent there. And so uh, they've got like a lot of changes schematically on both sides of the ball. I like some of the talent, but I feel like this is going to be just like it was with Taylor and the Browns a couple of years ago. He might play three or four games. He's not going to look good. They're not going to look good. And the Justin, uh, Justin Herbert era will begin so uh that is oh, oh good that's that's interesting this line did not move this is still seven and a half so the derwin james injury did not uh, mm. change that line which is kind of interesting yeah i mean this is a team where like all the uh regression and peripheral stuff is screaming uh over uh two and nine in one score games fifth easiest schedule they were dead last in special teams last year dead last in defensive takeaways um, but I'm with you. Like, I just, I cannot get past that. The plan is, is to Rod Taylor at quarterback. And then, you know, when, once things don't go well, it's going to be Justin Herbert. And that does not seem to me like a, like a recipe for success. So I'm with you. I will not be throwing my, my flag. Yeah. I'm not throwing my flag either. I, I like, I like the roster, uh, but teams with the placeholder quarterback always worry me. Like I, I always feel if, if you have a quarterback who you drafted in the top 10, and it's it's not like you have that 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 retiring quarterback, you know, that guy who has one more year. If they had Philip Rivers and Herbert's the replacement, it's 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 one story. But if you have the placeholder, I always say just just go to the draft pick. You know, it's the situation the Eagles had, obviously, with Bradford and, and Wentz a few years ago. Now, for the for these flags, we have to like there you if we don't if we wait and we wait and we wait, we'll just end up using them on the last two picks. Correct. 
We don't right. have to use them. Because the, right? no, there's no downside yeah, to yeah, using there's, yeah, them. Yeah, there's no right? downside yeah. to using them. Yeah, you yeah. you should use them. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, but and you can't you can't retro retroactively use them either. You have to use them before the next pick is made. Gotcha. Mm, okay. okay. All right. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, you know, fantasy football draft season is upon us. Almost over. A couple days left, but it's still upon us. And due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have uh, Tarod Taylor's beard in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and safe as, let's call it, Miles Sanders in a PPR league. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. Here's the call to action. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. And before we get to more DraftKings lines... I want to tell you more about DraftKings because football season is a couple days away. And to kick off uh, the 101st season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. If you have not tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? Well, for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that even if Kansas City were to lose in historic fashion, you would still cash your bet. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Kansas City plus 101 points for all users. So even if Kansas City loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a no-brainer. Plus, DraftKings is giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TOSS to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code TOSS to get in on all of the action. For a limited time only, on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What is the most lopsided sporting event that you've ever been a part of when you were growing up? Mm. I don't know. Not really does, interested. Does one jump to mind? No? No. That I've too. ever been a part of, like, yeah, like as on, as like you were as playing. Part of the team. Yeah, like, did you have one growing up? Yeah, yeah. My high school baseball team was pretty good. Now I, I wasn't on the field. Flex, flex. Yeah, we were number ten in the country. We were, we were really Ooh. good. Um, down on the but um, but <laughs> it, it wasn't because of me. I, I was, I was, I was buried down the depth. Did you play against Matt Ryan? Yes, yeah, a few times. Um, but uh. Yeah, we had a, f- a few of those games when I got in when when it was lopsided because you know the only time the coach would ever call my number is is if like it was it was a it was a double digit margin in you know the sixth inning seventh inning and 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 you know they would they would throw me in and and that bat here or there so I remember the lopsided ones uh, most because those are the games I played. Um, on the plus side, I would say uh, we had a game in high school when we beat the Bronx School of Law and Government forty to nothing in baseball in uh, two and a half innings. 
which uh, was responsible for my 1,000 batting average from the left side in high school. And then on the downside, I believe it was sixth grade when uh, playing for the Westchester Jewish Center, we lost to the uh, Jewish Community Center of Harrison, 69-6, to suffocating defense from Dustin Fleischman and David Duberstein. What's, what's the impetus of, of, of bringing this? All up? Right. 101 so, point spread oh, okay. for DraftKings. That's I magic. mean, listen, we've incorporated DraftKings <laughs> plenty into this podcast. Let's get back to know where you're going with it. <laughs> okay. All right. That counts okay. for one minute of your clock. Paul, I so am you have up. One minute. Uh, I actually, and I had all that time to think, and I still have not made my decision. I am going to go, though, with the Miami Dolphins under six and a half. I like Brian Flores, like him a lot. Um, and I like some of the moves they made. We know that I'm a fan of, uh, of Shaq Lawson. But six and a half seems high, especially given, you know, the numbers that Shield has told us about how many teams per season are winning, you know, four or fewer games. Um, this team is just, it's talent poor. Like, when are they going to turn things over to Tua? Um, and I just, six and a half seems, seems too high. I think we're, we're, uh, there's too much of a bump from, you know, a couple feel good wins at the end of last season. Boy, that half is big. It was six before. It's so a big now half. You win if they get to uh six. Yeah. They, they made some weird moves in free agency. I mean, some of them were okay, but the Jordan Howard deal, they signed Eric flowers. The offensive line is still not good. You're moving to Tua at some point. The cornerback play uh, should be good, but uh, I like the under there too. I wanted to throw a challenge flag, but I can't do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Okay. Okay. Burmo. Okay. So, so this might be one that you guys throw the challenge flag on. Um, Reaching into my uh, sock right now. <laughs> I'm going Houston Texans over seven and a half. Mm. And look in 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 Bill O'Brien's time there. Um, there's little evidence that he that his you know he's he's consistently like a winning record. Now, obviously not a Super Bowl team, but I think five of six years or, or four or five years, uh, whatever it, it may be, they've been. Um, they've had a, a winning record um, in and they have an elite quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Now that, that, that defense is really bad. It might be the worst in the NFL, uh, but that's, that, that's a division without a heavyweight in it, in, in my opinion. And I think that if, if, if they have a down year, it's an eight and eight year, maybe seven and nine. But I think that that team more likely is nine and seven, 10 and six. How many more? What round are we in here, Paul? We're through six rounds. Through and six out of ten. Yep. I'm throwing the flag, Whoa, baby. His first flag, the first challenge uh, flag in Birds with Friends history. I'm throwing the flag. Fly draft. Mostly because I need to get off my my chest and I need to address to this idea that Bill O'Brien is a good coach but a bad GM. You know Zach's Chip Kelly theory. <laughs> that he throws our way. And mm, Bill, Bill O'Brien is, is boys with Chip Kelly, right? Uh, I think that is nonsense. Last year, they were 10 and six with a minus seven point differential. That uh, teams that have had a minus seven point differential and have won 10 games. There's been three of them in the last 20 years. It was a completely fluky 10 win season. They have never had a, a top 15 offense with Deshaun Watson. Did you know that they have never had a top wow. 15 
offense in terms of efficiency with Deshaun Watson. Now he trades DeAndre Hopkins. He takes on David Johnson. He thinks they're going to be better with Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think the offense. And Will Fuller. Well, they had Will Fuller last year. But he's part of that receiving core. Yeah, he's part of it. Uh, I don't think they're, you know, the offense, you are right. The offensive line, Deshaun Watson, like that gets you to a certain floor because their offensive line is actually pretty good this year. But I think the defense could be the worst in the league if J.J. Watt goes down with an injury. I don't trust Bill O'Brien. I think they're going to have more trouble in the passing game than they did Last year, I think some of the luck stuff is not going to go their way. And so uh, I will go the under. That line has moved also. It was at eight. It is now at uh, seven and a half. So I liked it better at eight because then you get the push at eight. But uh, I'll, I'll still throw the flag at seven and a half. I like the flag throw by you. Uh, I, don't, I don't like betting. You know, I, I would like to bet against Bill O'Brien making the kind of move he made in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. But under seven and a half for Deshaun Watson, uh, I'm not willing to throw my flag. So kudos to you. Okay. And then Zach? I yeah and and then I am going to go under on on uh, Carolina. Uh, Matt Rule got mm. a seven year deal for a reason. Uh, clearly, that's a team that with their off season moves is is looking long term here. Uh, I do like Teddy Bridgewater, but mm. that's you know, the that's the one thing I don't like about him. And and, and you know and I I like uh, Christian McCaffrey. Always been a DJ Moore guy. He's a Philly guy. Uh, same as Will Fuller, you know, you he was, can the, put a, he was the official birds with friends wide receiver. Yeah. Prospect. You can put a, a good right. team together with, uh, with Philly players. Uh, that being said, I think that that's a team that, that has the long term in mind and I can see mid season their, their, uh, their decisions starting to trend in that direction. Ooh, I'm well, tempted. I'm tempted. You like a Charlotte? You will at your boys a brewery. Give it a shout out. Well, listen to the you know, shout out to Resident Culture. If you're ever in Charlotte, go get your beer at, at Resident Culture. Outstanding spot. Uh, I mean, look the guys that they have on that roster: Rasul Douglas, DJ Moore, uh, Bravion Roy, Mark and Michelle on the practice squad, Bruce No Nectar on the practice squad, Matt Paradis. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you like about him? Because you go, Matt Paradis, Paradis nuts. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> um, and I should say, asked, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Matt say. Rule guy. I, I, I don't know I if like that's Matt how you Rule. pronounce it. I really like Matt Rule. And, uh, you Jeremy know, I, Chin. I like a Jeremy Chin. Uh, but they have right. a hard schedule. Well, it's like fifth toughest schedule. Or I guess sixth toughest. Um, five and a half, I'm tempted. I'm going to hold the decision. flag. I'm, Clocks, hold, I'm okay. holding the flag. Okay. Coaching scared. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I... <laughs> like, did you have that down as a note for when we come? When we come the... <laughs> like you're naming all these former Eagles. <laughs> and then Matt Perrottis. I did that. Man, what a stupid job we have. All right. Okay. <laughs> You want me to go again? Like, like while you guys giggle here? No, Who's go. up? Hey, is Bo up? up? Yeah, All right, Bo's you're on up. the clock. Also, yeah. get, okay. get yourself yeah. together. You're up. All right. This clock has started. Oh, man. Uh, it's it's not even. This is a, this is a coffee and seltzer night, too. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, tempt Shield here. I don't know if he wants to empty his, his uh, challenge flag bucket, but I'm going for it. Um, nine and a half. That is a high number. 
for a team that was nine and two in one score games last year and was third in takeaways despite being 21st in defensive DVOA. They've got a great quarterback, one of the top, you know, three or five quarterbacks in football, but this is a game that invites one score games. And I don't, you know, to expect them to be nine and two again is, is unlikely. I'm taking the under on the Seattle Seahawks. I'm throwing that challenge flag. I'm jumping in before Shield. All right. I want it too. I'll take it also. You're both doing oh, it. Oh, okay. Right. Yes, we, we both can. Okay. So there's no need to jump in. Wow. Shield is out of challenges. Yeah. I'm, so I, so I'll defer I, to Shield here. Yeah. No, I mean, I, w- I would just say you are right. They have a lot of regression stuff working against them. They had good injury luck. They had uh, good fumble luck. You mentioned the one possession score thing. Uh, this is where I think you can overthink it by looking at all that stuff. Okay, I mean, I look fair. at it and I say they got, you know, I didn't agree with the what they gave up in the Jamal Adams trade, but if you're giving me Russell Wilson and like a, maybe a top 12 defense, uh, that sounds like a 10 win team to me. But who uh, says that's a tw- that's a top 12 defense? I mean, it could be. I think it, it could, could be, be yeah. with uh with with Jamal Adams there and in, in have, Shields you know, 32 predictions he, he called them a top 10 defense this year I've got them I've got I made my picks today and I totally changed my tune on the Seahawks and I had them winning the <laughs> NFC West and going to the NFC championship wow oh shoot I wasn't supposed yeah, to say wait that. till you hear what I say about uh, Seattle about the, oh okay. wow uh, so uh Zach's you know, got like they, four teams winning the Super Bowl I don't agree with a lot of the uh, moves they made, their offensive philosophy, all these different types of things. But uh, I just look at uh, quarterback and a a defense that has a chance to be better. And uh, I think they can win 10 games. All right. And and, and Russell Wilson has some targets this year too, or, or, or here's some guys to throw to like that. Yeah. That's a good receiving core. Yeah. Bad offensive line, but uh, he's dealt with that before. All right. I like the half. I like the half. I get at nine. Anyway, nice half. I like a half. Yeah, a half is good. Okay, let's see. I am up here. Uh, do I want to go with them? They've already been picked. I don't want to go with them because I've... Oh, man, that line moved. Wow. Mm. Okay, so I can't go with them. Let's see what else I got here. Okay, I'll go with this one. That line better not have moved. Let me look at your spreadsheet. Oh, moved half. I'll still take it. <laughs> I'll take the under on the Washington football team. Mm. Uh, the number I thought... It was was five and a half. It's actually five, so I do need them to be uh, to be even worse than I anticipated. But I think that offense is going to be a disaster. Uh, left side of their offensive line, worst in the NFL. One pass catcher, Terry McLaurin, is all they've got. So they're not going to do it with offense. What would scare me a little bit is can their defense finally be kind of good you know they got Ron Rivera in there they got Bo's boy Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator Uh, I am a big Chase Young fan I think he is going to be outstanding right away and maybe he unlocks the talent on that defensive line but uh, I will I will still take them under five to be one of sort of the worst maybe four or five teams in the league and when you say right away do you mean week one yeah I'm sure he's well I don't know what. Yeah, we haven't even talked about. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I think he he may give uh, give Jason Peters some problems. I I am uh, tempted to throw here. I will not because there's no way I'm I'm you know burning a challenge flag on Jack Del Rio. But I I think I like Washington a little more than the Giants if we're talking about which which of those teams could uh, overachieve to seven or eight. Really? Minutes. Oh, I do not. Yeah. I know the okay. Giants have a better offense, but uh, I think that is just a, a garbage fire. Yeah. Yeah, Washington, I think, is at, at least closer to being a professionally run team at this point. 
If you put yeah, the Giants on what basis? With your boy as the owner, a professionally run team? Well, yeah, what are you talking cl- I said about? Closer and, and just from a football I mean, standpoint. The Giants I mean, are very classy. Don't, don't paint me. Don't paint me into, I mean, into defending Washington. I, I mean, just what you know. team has been in the news with more headlines <laughs> about being unprofessional yeah. than the Washington football team over the last <laughs> you know ten years, fifteen years? Sure. <laughs> Wow. I think we're going to have to. Speaking of Noah Becker, I don't think he's going to let you forget that one. We should make sure that's a drop, right? I'm believing believing that they're going to win fewer than five games. I'm I'm just talking about I think the Giants are in worse shape. All right. So I have another one here, correct? Mm, You do. This is a tough one. The team I was going to take the line move there a little bit. Don't love that. Don't love that. Uh, all right, this one I didn't. Okay, has this line moved? Let me check here. Your thing? No, it has not. All right, I will take the over on the Minnesota Vikings. I like that one. At nine wins, let's see if this one gets a challenge flag or not. Uh, I think they're going to have a rough go on offense without Stephon Diggs. I don't think they have a lot of people to throw to, but I do like a in a shortened off season. I like a Mike Zimmer, Gary Kubiak battery. I think that's going to put you in a situation to maximize your talent. I don't know if the talent's good enough on offense, but it's going to give you a chance. They get Yannick Ngakwe. You pair him with Daniil Hunter. I actually think their cornerbacks are going to be better than a year ago, so I still think that defense is going to be really good. And so uh, I've got them winning that division, and so uh, I will take them over nine, uh, hopefully can get to 10, 10 wins. I'm reaching deep oh. into my back pocket. Your boy. And I am throwing the challenge flag. Okay. Give me the under on the Minnesota Vikings. Nine wins. Healthiest team in football last year. And uh, they've got a quarterback who is inviting a team to be not healthy and uh, bragging about it while his dad is going on TV and, you know, spouting QAnon conspiracy stuff. So uh, I'm taking the under so I can root against him. And I think it's a good bet. So there you go. Zach, you want to uh, respond to <laughs> respond to Poe there? I mean, all the stuff about Kirk Cousins and his dad, I'll stay away from. But uh, <laughs> with the team itself, I I like this Vikings team. I mean, they they look good in the playoffs last year. Obviously, losing Diggs hurts, but that's a team that can get after the quarterback. Obviously, getting Ngakwe is going to help him and Hunter. Uh, that that's that's a terrific edge rushing combination. Uh, well coached defensive team. They they're they've made some changes at cornerback here, so you got to see how how they'll handle themselves there. Uh, but I think Kubiak's really gonna uh, do a, a good job scheming it up with with Dalvin Cook. This is a good year for Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, playing for a contract. And so I I like that Vikings team. I'm I'm with Shield on that one. All right, I am up and um, I am under-indexed on overs. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Surprise, surprise! And there was one that there was one that I like, and it's funny because last year it was the team that one that there was one that I like, and it's funny because last year it was the team that um, you know I and I think all of us were screaming was the the easiest under out there. This was a team that was screaming regression. And still didn't have a terrible, terrible season. And seven and a half, I think there's a reason to believe this team could win eight or nine games as long as they make the quarterback change, which is coming sooner than later. The Chicago Bears at seven and five. Give me the over. 
I think there's some takeaway regression coming for them. They were, I think, 10th. I have it here somewhere. Whatever it is, they have uh, some positive stuff coming. They have an easy schedule. And uh, I think Nick Foles has one last chapter to write. And uh, the, the Trubisky thing, it makes sense that you start him because you can't really go the other way. You can't start Foles and then go back to Trubisky. I, I hate that theory so much. Start the guy okay. who's going to give you the best chance to win. I mean, well, really, sure. why are we treating these guys like babies? Like Mitch Trubisky knows he stunk last year. Yeah, you fair. can go the you can go the other way. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but if I'm betting against the Vikings, I think, uh, and we haven't gotten to the Lions yet, but uh, I like I think the Bears can can pop to eight or nine wins. Zach, you gonna? I don't have any challenge flags. Left. I'm, I'm gonna hold my challenge in my pocket because there's a few bets okay. I, I I like here, but okay. uh, yeah, that's that's a weird number. I, I mean, it's it's hard with that quarterback. I would I had under on here, but I think they're in that that seven to nine range. Okay. Uh, just to update our listeners, uh, we are about to close out round eight which means there are seven picks left to be made and the team's still available. The Cleveland Browns, who are at eight and a half. The Detroit Lions, who are at six and a half. The Green Bay Packers, who are at eight and a half. The Las Vegas Raiders, who are at seven. The Giants, who are at six. The San Francisco 49ers, who are at ten and a half. And the Tennessee Titans, who are at eight and a half. Uh, I'm going in this little spreadsheet. You got Bowen. I'm going to highlight the team still available. Oh, or myself sure. is that is that okay? Yeah, with you? yeah. I have it on a different spreadsheet, so you can certainly uh, do that. Yeah, so yeah. I am I am up here, and I'm I'm gonna go with two unders, and uh, and these unders aren't as much the team itself, but looking at the divisions they're in. First off, Cleveland Browns eight and a half. Um, I went over on Pittsburgh. I went over on Baltimore. If I went over on Cleveland, I'd be saying there's there's three teams in that division with with nine wins or more. I do like Kevin Stefanski. And I think that's a team that, that is, is going to be upgraded over what they were a year ago just by kind of the professionalism in the building. Uh, that being said, you play Pittsburgh twice, you play Baltimore twice. Uh, that, that's a tough – and, and uh, I think Shea went over on, on Cincinnati. Cincinnati is obviously better than they were a year ago. I think it's going to be hard to get nine wins there. So I'm going to go under. I'm sort of with you. I wanted to go over on the Browns. I'm not going to throw my flag, but it, it's hard to see where they come from in that division. Now, they have an easy schedule. I think it's it's third easiest. But, you know, I'm with Shield on, on buying the, the Bengals, too. And, uh, you know, I, I think you're right that the, the Browns can be a better team and still, uh, you know, win seven or eight games. I like uh, I like Miles Garrett as my defensive player of the year pick. I, I, I picked him as well. That's a good one. Oh, you I picked him, it. too? I believe I did, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mr. National? I think everything you guys said is uh, is on point. I think they're one of the tougher teams to uh, predict here. It's going from you know maybe the worst coach in the league to somebody who you would think could give you some competency. I will you know Miles Garrett missed those six games, was suspended, and if you look at their defensive numbers, they were a lot better. Uh, you know there was there was like a, obviously they were a lot better, but there was a huge gap there sort of where they were you know mediocre to above average with him and one of the worst defenses in the league without him and so if you get him back that should help they address their offensive tackle situation and so uh, I think they've got a shot but um, it is tough to decide if you feel like the Steelers and the Ravens are going to go over and now I don't love this pick okay and I wish I had a half 
I wish I had a half game buffer here. Uh, and as, as a quick aside, my family always does a football poll and, and we give the half point to the home team, you know, uh, to, so oh, okay. there are no pushes. I like that. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I wish Arizona was seven and a half instead of seven, but I'm going to go the under here and I, and I, I might take a push and I, I really like, really like Kyler Murray this year. Obviously they got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I was a big Isaiah Simmons guy in the draft, as as some of you might remember. Uh, that being said, they're in a division with San Francisco and Seattle. And I don't know if, if, if that division is going to have three teams with winning records. So unless you're, you're calling for this regression coming uh, from the Niners, then I'm going to go under on Arizona. I don't make that with a lot of confidence, but I'm trying to apply some logic to it. I like I like the Cardinals. I want to root for them too, uh, and I like Kyler. I, I don't think I can throw my challenge here. Um, I'm going to keep it in my pocket. But I, I, I is... wish I would have saved my Texans flag for that. I think mm. I like this one better. So I, I threw the flag too early. I think I think. Mm. But now, maybe you... you'll have a little more respect for uh, coaches when they make the same mistake. <laughs> uh, no, no, that will absolutely not be the case. Uh, I. This is a tough one, though, for everything that Zach mentioned there. You know, I like that in year one, uh, Cliff Kingsbury showed a willingness to adapt. He was very bad with game management early on. He figured that out. He was going big with 10 personnel. They had some uh, guys with injuries. Then they started mixing it up a lot more. The offense was playing very well at the end of the season. And Kyler Murray may throw the prettiest deep ball in the entire league. Plus, he's going to run for 600 yards. For you, And so uh, a lot of questions about their defense uh, with, with Vance Joseph there as the defensive coordinator and the talent. And so I think they could be a fun sort of frisky team. Uh, but I would, yeah, I think they're going to be right around their seven or eight wins. I'm just, I'm looking at the other ones coming up. Is there anything that I even feels strong enough that I need to hold my challenge flag for? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You're on the clock. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it. Okay. Uh, give me my notes here. If I got any Matt no, Paradis notes, right. um, I don't want to do that. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take another NFC North over, and this is uh, this is sort of chalk, I would say, for uh, listeners to the podcast. I've uh, fallen for them incorrectly before, but. Uh, eight and a half wins for the Green Bay Packers. They, they were six and one in one score games last year, uh, and they've got some sort of middle of the road regression stuff. But eight and a half wins, despite the fact that they are uh, drafting with just insanity, um, I'm I'm still going to bet on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to get to get nine or ten wins. Oh, I wish I had my flack. You love the under I, there, huh? I like I like the under. I'm anti Green Bay Packers. This year, I think they're going to move to this smash mouth, run heavy offense. They use a second round pick on a 241 pound running back when they already have Aaron Jones. They use a third round pick on a fullback tight end hybrid because they want to they want to be more like Kyle Shanahan, even though they're not Kyle Shanahan. You've got a quarterback who is coming to the season outraged. So maybe he can give you like a spite season. Yeah, like uh, a spite but, season. But other than what better motivator is there than spite? Uh, I know that's right. Uh, Other than Devontae Adams, there is really nothing, nobody to throw the football to. And uh, defensively, I like some of their talent, but I feel like we like a Jair on this podcast. Yeah, I think they underperform their talent. Yeah, uh, 
last year. And so I don't have faith that they're going to get it together. So, yeah, I think this could be a dramatic sort of train wreck of a season for the Green Bay Packers. Well, that's fair. That's certainly what they're asking for. But, you know, this late in the draft, it's it's all coin flips. Shield goes to you. Zach, yeah. Zach's got a flag left, I'm, Zach. I'm not throwing it here Did uh, I convince because you? I no? don't want to throw it against Aaron Rodgers. This was a mm. stay away from me. Like, if, if that draft happened in Philadelphia, like, Howie Roseman wouldn't be – you know that the the, right. the uh, tinted windows that he talked about in all or nothing, like they would be broken by now. I think if if he drafted just a group of players who who were not who you know their second round picks not expected to contribute this year and a third one, but like if every pick wasn't expected to contribute, uh, I'd be curious what the reaction would be. But uh, yeah, that it's it's hard to throw the flag against Aaron Rodgers because he can get you wins on his own. But I I, I am a little perplexed by what they're doing. I I, I would have thought. The strategy when you got that job would be to kind of double down on Rodgers and just load up an offensive weapons. One would think. All right. So we've got what do we have? How many teams left? Bo five? Is that right? Is that uh, what five you're showing? Teams left. You are about to you are about to close out your docket. Um, so there are the, the Detroit Lions, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New York Giants, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Tennessee Titans are left. And uh, your roster so far, Sheil, is the Bengals over. The Colts over, the Chiefs over, the Chargers under, the Rams under, the Vikings over, the Patriots under, the Washington under, and you've thrown challenge flags on the Seahawks over and the Texans under. Hmm. Okay, so I've got to pick my two favorite ones here. I can't believe you haven't picked this one team, Bo. So I'm mm. just going to save them for you just for mm. just for the good of the show. Actually, there's two teams probably like that. I am yeah, going to go two. with – do I go with a couple overs here? Do I pick them to go under? That could be tough. Don't like Ben. All right, I'm going to take the 49ers under 10 and Ooh. a half. Yeah, that was my pick, under. Okay. So, any flag, go ahead. Mm, what about now, what about the uh, Super Bowl losers don't have a big bounce back? Or don't, don't, yeah, they, don't have a big – uh, they have Regression. a winning record, yeah. Okay. So I think they will have a winning record okay. if they win ten games. You know, everybody's uh, everybody's happy here. Uh, this is a tough one. I don't like uh, betting against that offense with with Kyle Shanahan having continuity with a lot of the uh, personnel there. So certainly they could be a very good team. I guess I would point more to the defense. Maybe they uh, are a little bit older at some spots. Maybe they feel the hurt of losing DeForest Buckner. Uh, that so felt like a bit of a, a bit of an unnecessary take a whiff trade. I think that could come back to bite them for the 49ers. Yeah. Well, they like, needed they, well, they, it's they a little bit too, him. it felt a little bit too cute, I think, but they couldn't pay. Well, that, I mean, that was the issue. Well, they, they had two options. One was, one was to let Eric Armstead walk in free agency and get the comp pick, which would have been, you know, a third rounder in, uh, 20, 21 mm-hmm. right or or the other one or the other option was to pay DeForest Buckner who was going to be I think about four million dollars more and uh you know I don't know what I was going to say so okay. they got Kinlaw and uh, four million basically <laughs> for Armstead right yeah yeah, yeah. So. so uh all right so I've got the under for the Niners and then I'm gonna you know what I've just been saying it uh for a while so I might as well just stick with it I'll take the over for the Las Vegas Raiders at Seven, uh, it makes me very nervous. It very well could backfire on me. They did have a top 10 offense last year. 
They bring back the offensive line. They add Henry Ruggs to the mix. Their defense is not going to be good, but they certainly added a lot more talent than they had a year ago. So could that team win uh, eight or nine games? Yeah, I think they could. And I am going to use my final challenge flag. Oh, going under waiting for that on Las Vegas. Yes, I was. Uh, fourth hardest strength of schedule. And I, I mean, again, again, all these things are baked into the projection. But um, I mean, this is a team that's going out and whacking their third round pick before the season even starts. Um, I think I think John Gruden had like a small taste of relative success and is getting ready to drive this train completely off the tracks as they uh, move to Las Vegas. I feel bad. I, I worry about our boy Mike Mayock, but because um, he's a Philly guy, and I know I know Zach loves that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think the Raiders could be prime for a a total implosion here. Entirely possible. I'm staying away from my challenge flag on the on on that one. But that's uh, I'm I'm real curious to see how they look. Well, Wait, so Zach, that means you this... have to throw it yeah. on whatever my next my, whatever my next <laughs> you got, pick is. You got one more chance, Zach. Wait, so there's <laughs> no. Uh, okay, I have one so, pick left, so you're gonna. All right, so you're throwing the flag. There's uh, oh. there's Tennessee Giants. Detroit. Detroit. That's it. Okay. Wow. Well, if if <laughs> I, you know what, I wasn't sure I was going to do this, but uh, if I'm if I know that Zach is forced yeah, to throw baby, his challenge I know flag, what you're picking. there's only one way to end this draft for me, and that is by headbutting my microphone just for <laughs> Joe Judge, the six win under, uh, as he uh, as he prepares to make that team go out and play like just in their jock straps to prove their manhood. Zach is going to be rooting for the New York football giants, and I'm going to be rooting against him. Can I, I can't go Vegas here. Um, yeah, sure. I, I guess the challenge flag doesn't cost me anything. So No, yeah, but, it does you no good to hold on to it. Yeah, so I, I, I might as well say that I'm, I'm betting on, 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 on Barkley and – uh, yeah, they got they got good offensive pieces. It's it's you know, a Golden fair bet. Tate, but no, I I'm not very. Well, I wouldn't put Golden Tate on. in that list, but Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I, I like the Andrew Thomas pick. I mean that you know. I'm the, gonna be uh, every time every time Danny Dimes is throwing picks. I'm gonna be joining Jason Garrett clapping on the sidelines, baby. I actually i I like Washington more than I like the Giants this year. Interestingly enough, well, I said that before. Yeah. Yeah, so. I disagree. I'll throw a pasta physios <laughs> on that um, with you too. It's, but Zach, you know, I don't want to ding you again here for the, the game theory. theory yeah. the, by the way, someone wrote on our Apple Podcast page. I don't think they understand what game theory is, and that's uh, that's, that's entirely point, possible. Yeah. No, I, I, I just didn't want to throw the flight. These have have been consistent with with what I've been thinking, so I haven't been compelled to throw it. And I I was actually thinking that. Bo was 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 gonna go with the Lions because Bo is an anti Matt Patricia guy, mm-hmm. and I I thought Bo was gonna go under on the Lions, and then I was gonna throw the, the flag and, and go over on the Lions. So uh, I I didn't think I was boxing myself into a corner as as much because I thought he was. I I suppose what I should have done was was gone the lesser of the two evils. Does 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 Bo dislike Matt Patricia or Joe Judge mm-hmm. more? Well, yeah, but I wasn't gonna take uh, Detroit. Well, so, well, that's what I'm saying. I was saving it for uh, for uh, Detroit because I thought you were going to go under on Detroit. Well, the thing about I mean, we didn't even like the Giants. I think if you're an Eagles fan, uh, like six or seven wins, you sort of want them to hit the over because uh, you know the ownership has sort of like uh, paved the way for uh, a losing season is still good enough. Like the way they were talking about, uh, we just want 
uh, to feel good at the end of the season, like we're going in the right direction. So like this team could start 0 and 10 and then you win a couple games and they're going to be feeling good. Um, and they've also got, they've got, I think the second hardest schedule. So uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy for, uh, for Mr. Judge to, uh, well, I mean, he's going to keep his job, but I, I, if you're an Eagles fan, I would worry about Mr. Gettleman holding on after this season. If, if you took the Giants offense and Washington's defense, and put them yeah. together. Does, well, does and that a competent team, head coach. Does that yeah, team win the coaching? NFC East? Is Doug Peterson coaching the I, team? I, and I, I guess you can pick the coaching staff. You can pick either the Giants staff or the or the Washington staff. Oh, one of those well, staffs. So you would have to choose Washington. Well, does that team win the NFC East? Uh, I don't know. It's a good no, team. I don't though. think so. It's I don't. Well, yeah, it's, well it's, said. A, it's a good team. Yeah. Okay. All right, Zach. All right, Zach. The choice is yours between the Lions. Six and a half, or the Titans eight and a half. Hmm. So, yeah. So I'm gonna go over on Detroit, and that's hard to do because I'm staying away. It, you know the uh, people I, I love Detroit, Tennessee. I just think Detroit has a lot uh, on offense that intrigues me. Now, uh, Shield knows knows uh, Bevel much better than we do, um, but I, I, I haven't really oh, been right. impressed. I haven't really been impressed by what he's doing, but I have always been impressed by Stafford. I, I think Stafford's an underrated quarterback. And I look at their weapons, like, you know, between Kenny Galladay and I, I like TJ Hawkinson. Um, I, 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 I like DeAndre Swift in the draft. You know, I, I they have on Johnson, just added Adrian Peterson. Um, you like that? What's the, Do you well, like that they added Adrian Peterson? No, but I'm saying they. I I I would commit to DeAndre Swift to be honest with you. But yeah, that's, that's, that's so. not me. That's um, a smart team would do. And and then that that defense does have some pieces. Six and a half is not a big number. That that strikes me as like a seven or eight win team. But Matthew Stafford, uh, he can make plays. So I'm going. Uh, I will go over and I'll stay away. But my one Tennessee comment because I thought we would talk about Tennessee at some point is I think Arthur Smith should absolutely be a head coaching candidate. Uh, I am so impressed whenever I, I, I watch Tennessee with what Arthur Smith does. Yeah. He they're they're at eight and a half. I, I agree. He was uh I, I mean I don't I don't know I don't know what his like um leadership and those type of skills are, but in terms of play calling, I thought he did a great job last year scheming to his player strengths, certainly got the most out of Tannehill and Henry. And that offense, I don't get the Lions love. I mean, I don't think the over here is crazy because it's six and a half. But people predict people them to make him. the playoffs. Like they have the probably maybe one of the three worst coaches yeah. in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> two years in, wouldn't you want to know one good thing that your head coach does? I mean, he's alienated players. Their defense has completely stunk, and their offense last year was an eight-game stretch. And Matthew Stafford was just playing out of his mind. I mean, he was fantastic. Can he do that for sixteen full games? Like, I don't think they were doing anything creatively, uh, creative schematically. He was just uh, he was just playing fantastic football. Where if you compare his stats last year compared to the rest of his career, uh, it sure looks like an outlier to me. You dra- you use two top fifty picks on running backs in the last three years, and then you sign right. Adrian Peterson. I know they've got injury issues. But uh, give me a break. I mean, they've got no plan on that team other than to sign former Patriots, play some man coverage, rush three, and cross their fingers and, and hope for the best. I have a Matthew, pencil in your you know, ear. Yeah, I mean, really, they what they should have done is said, 
Let's go all in on Stafford. Let's build up this passing game. Let's chuck it all over the field. You know, maybe bring in uh, bring in some Chiefs assistants or something, and then I could buy that maybe they would have a shot. But um, with that coaching staff, it is it is well, just you, tough like for me. it's it's something in the water in the NFC North. They all hate their quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, Minnesota true. trades away Stephon Diggs. The Packers are bringing in all these these running guys. The the Lions yeah, do that, and the, and the Bears draft a terrible one. So there was a little flex, or I, I, I don't even know if I call it a flex. It was more of a, a shot at the Lions today. Uh, Jim Schwartz's press conference, first question, Tim McManus uh, asked him if he watched Darius Slay versus Terry McLaurin last year and, and what he made of that matchup. And Schwartz said, we, we really didn't have to go back and, and, and study that too much because we're going to use him uh, differently than, than the uh, Lions did. Now, meanwhile – Schwartz made a point to mention that they watched uh, the University of Memphis's game film to see Antonio Gibson, but but they didn't have to look at at Slay versus McLaren last year because he's 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 already decided whatever Matt Patricia did he's not doing. Well, yeah, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I suspect they're going to use him exactly how the <laughs> Lions you used him. Well, my my <laughs> guess is it's the thing that Slay has been talking about about you know not not disguising your coverages when he's following people. I'm sure that's ah okay, all right, that the makes hint, sense. But, uh, all right, let me uh, let me read this back one more time, and then uh, we can get going. Zach's team started with the over on the Steelers at nine, then the under on the Jaguars at four and a half, then the over the Ravens at eleven, then the Bills over eight point five. Then the Broncos under seven and a half. Then the Texans over seven and a half. Then the Panthers under five and a half. Then the Browns under five and a half. You did really pound the halves. Good job by you. Uh, then well, I'm missing your ninth pick here. I don't remember your second to last pick. Then the Lions over 10. <laughs> I can't find it. I must have doubled down here. somewhere. I mean, uh, really? yeah, this is good stuff. The Giants. It was, it, was, it was the Giants. No, no, no. no. That was oh. your that was your challenge flag. Oh, your Seattle. Flags uh, Seattle. The, the Giants yeah. and Seattle. No, that was your other yeah, challenge flag. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was your over. Okay, uh, me. Over on the Saints. Under on the Jets. Over on the Cowboys. The problem is I'm going looking for the order instead of just reading it down. So I'll do it that way. Under on the Falcons. Over on the Bears. Over on the Packers. Threw my challenge flags on the under for the Raiders and under for the Vikings. Also took the under on the Giants and the under on the Seahawks and the under on the Bucks. And Shield over on the Bengals, over on the Colts, over on the Chiefs, under on the Chargers, under on the Rams, over on the Raiders, over on the Vikings, under on the Patriots, under on the 49ers, under on Washington, and you threw your challenge flags for the Seahawks over and the Texans under. There you go. The first annual spread your wins and fly draft. Uh, anything else, guys? I know you're getting well, ready to we, go. I mean, you told us we had to make our playoff. Picks oh, that's at right. The end, so yeah, we, of course. I, mean, I, I hate to be the one to bring this up when I was ready to go, you know, a half an hour ago. But I guess if we're going to do it, should we? we well, you it. know what? Let's let, let's save it. We'll tease it because we okay. haven't talked about the, the Eagles. We don't want to give our, okay. our picks away when we've got the Eagles coming tomorrow. So we'll do it on the on the YouTube show tomorrow live. Seven o'clock, Wednesday night. Subscribe. See you then. Be there or be a square. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Birds with Friends, and you'll get the the updates when we go live. So for oh wait, you know what we should do? 
Titans eight and a half. Say Marissa, goodbye. Marissa, you can take the over or under, and you can get uh, ten points if you get it right. You can you can take home the victory. Oh God, you're putting me on the spot. Marissa is asleep. Right now, <laughs> I'm still as here. As is the rest of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think the audience is asleep. <laughs> I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. What would okay, you guys you can think do? about it? You can you can deliver it uh, tomorrow on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, save it for we'll tomorrow. Tomorrow, Marissa's Titans pick. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for Marissa's Titans pick tomorrow. We'll, we'll, something you, I... uh, well you get six points for the Titans, which means that if all all three of us do worse than 500, then you win. Okay. What fair? do I win? Okay. Pasta, Pasta fisios and yeah. a sandwich of your choice. Oh, well, I have celiac, so I'm gluten-free. <laughs> Mm, okay. I, all right. Salads. Well, we'll find something there. there. We'll find okay. something there for you. And we'll get yeah. it delivered. So you know, that's really the the treat. Yeah. Can we drive it all the way to Jersey? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Zach, you had something very quickly. I just want to add in that there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up with the athletic in uh, these next few days, both with our stories and and, and with the coverage on the site itself. Um, some some make sure you check that out because you know, I I think it's 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 going to be a a lot of good things there for Eagles and for NFL fans. Mm, good little tease, some new twists coming mm. on the product of The Athletic that we uh, hope you enjoy. So, for Zach, Marissa, and Sheil, I'm Bo. Thank you for listening to the preseason extravaganza. We'll be back on YouTube and on podcast on Wednesday night with our Eagles preview. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you. Friends.